Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. I have a lot of Facebook friends all over the place, but I take particular joy in finding near-to-home gold mines who I've not yet met in person. It's by that magic that I discovered Laura Farley, learning that she's in River Falls, Wisconsin, poised exactly on the westernmost border of west-central Wisconsin, which is to say about an hour west of me and a mile or two from Minnesota. While browsing Facebook and listening to songs that Laura performed with other folks, I was drawn to their folky style of music, but also to a depth of feeling in the lyrics. Some of what I heard and saw was videos of Laura and her husband Jim as a duo, but most of their music was a group project with up to four other people under the name The Merryweathers. The Merryweathers have been around for a while, but Laura and Jim as a duo called high and rising, turned out to be a newer approach, which also means that what with COVID-19 on the loose and social distancing very much the thing, Laura and Jim have not been free to head into the studio for polished recordings of their music. They do have a microphone and living room and a passion for folk Americana-style music, including bluegrass, folk, country, and even rockin' music. So they do have some choice samples of their newly created songs to share with us. Laura Farley joins us today via Zoom from her back deck, complete with the company of birds and the bees in a lively Wisconsin outdoor environment in River Falls. Laura, it's absolutely wonderful to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much, Mary. Glad to be here. You know, I'm talking to you via Zoom, and so I can see via the video that you've got your beautiful backyard there in River Falls. Tell me about what's around you. It looks like paradise. So we actually only own a tiny little piece of land, a third of an acre, but we are very lucky because we have neighbors on one side that have a little horse ranch and we have a public park right behind us with a playground and a lot of open space. So that gives us lots of space to run around that we don't actually have to mow or take care of. So <laughs> and if you've got a playground built in right there, does that mean you didn't have to build playground equipment into your own yard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We take full advantage of that in a little basketball court. And <laughs> yeah, we spend quite a bit of time back there. I understand your oldest is 17. How old is your youngest now? The youngest is four. Yeah. Four to 17. We've got a range of everything going on. All four boys. So. <laughs> you know, in her first marriage, my wife also had four boys. Oh, really? Yeah. So and I produced one son in my first marriage, and we've been married for almost 26 years now, but we have five boys between us, but in the next generation, they're mostly girls. Oh, funny how that works. <laughs> I'm looking forward to some granddaughters someday. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about your music, Laura. 
You and your husband, Jim, have been doing music for a while as part of another group or two. So give me your musical history. What's the first musical performance that you did? So Jim, actually, my husband, he has got a much deeper musical background than he started playing in uh bars and restaurants at the young age of 14 with bands that were quite a bit older than him. And uh, he went to college to study bass performance. I taught myself a little bit of bass uh, at the age of 16 and played a little bit with my sister in college. She played guitar and I played bass and we sang and we just do open mics and that type of thing when we were in college. Nothing, no big major shows (laughs) or anything like that. We play at parties and open mics. But when Jim and I got together, he uh, ended up teaching me pretty much most of everything that I know. And he has been in bands for years before me. So he knew that I had a passion for the bass and he went to college to study bass. So he taught me as much as he could. And he's actually an amazing guitarist as well and can play most instruments. (laughs) He Anything he picks up, he can play pretty well. He can play piano and banjo and even some horns. (laughs) So um, he's one of those types of musicians. But for me, my first real band was Mary Weathers. And I was in that band with some other local uh, musicians that I think you know, Brian Bethke and uh, Stacey Hansen, Rick Kreitziger, with a couple different drummers now, with Ben Rohde on the drums now. And he's in other bands around the area as well, like Tug and Old Soul Society and Andy Hughes and the Mighty Few. So we've gotten to know a lot of these local Wisconsin musicians pretty well and consider them family. Mary Weathers is still alive and strong, but we are taking the summer off and going to come back this fall when hopefully the pandemic slows down (laughs) or it gets better. But Jim and I have been putting a lot of focus and energy into High and Rising at the time. And that's our, our duo with the two of us. And it's been really easy especially during quarantining and lockdown and all this uh, time home we've had together. We've been able to amp up our high and rising show and take to the next level with things. So what is high and rising? And I mean that as opposed to the Merryweathers. Your website describes the Merryweathers music as being a trio with sometimes up to six people. And you just talked about those folks. But High and Rising, is that just you and Jim, right? Yeah, so we are just a duo primarily, but uh, our drummer from Merryweather is Ben Rohde. He is actually going to be joining us on quite a few of our shows, especially our bigger shows. He's also on our recordings. We're in the process of working on our first debut album, and Ben is doing all the drumming on that as well. So there's the Merryweathers, and there's High and Rising, which you are now, and folks, will include the link for Laura Farley and Jim Farley for their duo. The website is highandrising.net, and the Merryweathers website is merryweathersmusic.com. Both of those are linked on northernspiritradio.org. So there's, I think there are two different recordings that you have for the Merryweathers, right? And then you haven't released any yet for High and Rising, but when are you aiming to release the new one that you're planning for you and Jim? 
Well, we're hoping <laughs> the sooner the better. We were actually hoping to have a lot more done with it during our stay-at-home time. But unfortunately, it's kept us out of the studio where we were recording. So it's kind of slowed down our process, even though we were hopeful that it would speed up the process. <laughs> we are hoping to have that released by this fall, if possible. So we're, it could be longer, but, <laughs> but we're, we're putting some energy into it now. So I think it's time for us to taste some of the music of High and Rising. What should we start with? The first song that I'd like to share is called Howl. This song is very close to my heart. Growing up, my siblings and I would call each other wolf. And uh, we were we just considered ourselves a little wolf pack when we were kids. And we referred to each other as wolf all the time. We, like, we'd just say, hey, wolf, will you come here? You know, <laughs> And it was like our way of calling to each other. And um, I've actually lost two siblings now, unfortunately. And after lo losing my sister a few years ago to cancer, I wrote this song called Howl, and it's about that. Let's dive right into Laura Farley's first song for her Song of the Soul. She's part of a group now with her husband, a duo called High and Rising, website highandrising.net. Here is Howl.
That's the first song by our guest for today's Song of the Soul. Her name is Laura Farley. She and her husband Jim together are high and rising. And that's a home recording that they made just this past year of Laura's song, Howl. They have released that song previously with the group, the Merryweathers, as well. You'll find that on merryweathersmusic.net. And you won't actually find it on High and Rising yet. And I think that's because you haven't yet released any recordings. That's right. One of the things I'd comment about is that I actually had some trouble picking up the lyrics from that recording. But what I did get from even the first pass was all of the emotion in it. And I had felt that even before I knew what the lyrics specifically were and before I knew that it was about the passing of your sister from cancer. So it was already a moving song to me. And then when I'd listened sufficiently to understand the lyrics, one of the questions that I ended up having was, in one of the lines in there, you say, as the pack ran on, the howl came. Did you feel like the pack went on without you and your sister? I mean, you and your grieving and... Yeah, definitely. I feel like when anybody passes away, it's painful as it is. You have to keep living your life and you have to, and just like in a wolf pack, if a, if a wolf does pass, the pack might mourn for a while, but they have to move on and keep living their life. So for me, it was something to kind of help me boost out of a depressive state to keep living. What was your sister's name? Her name was Heidi. And what was her age relative to yours? She was 41 when she passed. Um, she's actually seven years older than me. And uh, growing up, she had a, a big part in my upbringing. And uh, as you can imagine, a seven-year-old girl with a baby, uh, she was always right there wanting to take me on walks in the stroller and change my diapers. And even as I grew older, I would ride on the bike carrier behind her and... And then even into my teenage and college years, she was very motherly to me, <laughs> along with my mom. <laughs> but uh, she was always looking out for me, and as a big sister does. Well, you know, some big sisters are more maternal than others. I have a sister who's a year and a half older than me. She was the oldest in the family. So in a way, she got more of the motherly activities with the seven of us that were produced by my father and mother before my mother died. And by the way, you said your sister died of cancer. And just how protracted of an illness was it? Because my wife had cancer about three years ago, and there was quite definitely six or seven month period there where things were tenuous and things definitely got better and she's in great shape now. Oh, wonderful. That's great news. But how long was the illness for your sister? It was actually quite short from her diagnosis to her death was only three months. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we didn't have much time to fight. She gave it her best, but it was really too late by the time they had discovered it, unfortunately. Well, let's keep going with some more of your music. What would you like to share next? Sure. So the next song here is called John's Song, and um, there is actually no reference to John in this song. However, when uh, we wrote this song, it, uh, it was just late March, 
of 2020. And Jim and I, we had uh, kind of challenged, we had been listening to a lot of John Prine at the time. And we challenged ourselves to write a very gentle song that was kind of in the gentle style of John Prine. And uh, the day that we finished writing the song, it was announced that John Prine was actually in the hospital and fighting COVID himself. And so we decided to name it John's song after him, since he was the inspiration of the style of the song. But the song itself is actually more about um, not having control over everything that happens to us in our lives, even though we're the authors of our own life and um, in control of how our lives turn out for the most part, we really are not in full control of every detail or scenario that we're in. For example, pandemics, (laughs) completely out of our control. (laughs) But how we respond to that is in our control. So that's kind of what this song is about. And it's called John's Song. dreamed about the glory Cause I'm the author of this life And this never-ending story But it doesn't always seem We're in the land of the free And my never-ending story Seems to have the reins on me Yeah, my never-ending story Seems to have the reins on me
Even though you didn't hear his name in there, that song was written for John Prine, inspired by him. It's called John's Song, and it was written by Laura Farley and her husband. Jim did the instrumentals for it, and together they are High and Rising, website highandrising.net. By the way, where did the name High and Rising come from? You don't look to be on a peak overlooking the river. (laughs) <laughs> right, right. Um, actually, we've taken many road trips out west, though, and uh, we were in the mountains at a pretty high elevation when we came up with that. And we were listening to an old Johnny Cash album, and there is a, a, song, a Johnny Cash song called Five Feet High and Rising about the water levels rising in the river. <laughs> and uh, we can relate to that as well. But I just really think that I thought that high and rising had a ring to it as we were climbing through the mountains. And um, of course, it could probably have lots of different references as time goes on, we think about others. But <laughs> but that's where it came from. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious. You're almost 30 years younger than I am. And so that puts you in completely another generation. And yet you just mentioned Johnny Cash. You mentioned John Prine. It's not obvious that a person of your generation would be channeling their spirits. How does that come about? Absolutely. Uh, Jim and I both were very, um, have always listened to our dad's music, really, and our <laughs> our parents' music from the 60s and 70s, even the 50s actually we, we like the oldies quite a bit so i think that we can relate with a lot of genres but um certain ones like those like those classic johnny's <laughs> um they have uh definitely influenced us over the years i think i saw on the Weathers website i saw a reference to your type of music as folk americana bluegrass folk country rock with music on an emphasis on original tunes, as well as some covers. So, John Prine, is there a song of his that's particularly captivating to you? You know, when you think of John Prine, what is the first song you think of? Oh, gosh, that's a tough question. Yeah, I I love so many John Prine songs. There's a few that we cover. You know, I guess to come up with a a favorite, I guess Angel from Montgomery is the first one that comes to mind. And I guess that's because we play it the most often. <laughs> so, but yeah, we've, we've loved John Pine for a very long time and really enjoy his music on an ongoing basis. Our kids can sing along to many of his songs. <laughs> so. That's sweet. Well, folks, we are speaking to Laura Farley today for Song of the Soul. We've had two of her songs. We're going to get a few more in after the break. But first, I want to remind you, you are listening to Song of the Soul. Our website is northernspiritradio.org. And we've got 15 years of our programs for free listening and download there. Come to the site, post a comment. And in particular, as you listen to this interview with Laura Farley, and you say, I want to give them some feedback, well, Come to our site, post a comment, rate the program. There's also a donate button. That's how this full-time work is supported. But 
Also, remember, support your local community radio station. I would actually recommend you do that first because alternative sources of news and music are so very important. And we've got wonderful, wonderful performers like High and Rising, Jim and Laura Farley, groups like this that the big stations just don't have any interest in because they only aim to publicize the top 10 or 20 people that they want to play music from. And so that's it for those stations. So please support your local community radio station. They'll get the music out there. They'll get the news out there that you won't get anywhere else. Again, we're speaking with Laura Farley, website highandrising.net. She's also part of the Merryweathers with Jim and five other people. Their website is merryweathersmusic.net, and the links are on northernspiritradio.org. Let's get ourselves charged up with some more music. Laura, what is next? Our next song is called Mississippi National, and uh, this song uh, Jim and I wrote while we were on the road. We do many of our gigs down in the Driftless region of Wisconsin, and uh, coming from where we live, we just take the Mississippi River and Highway 61 straight down to the La Crosse area and uh, the Viroqua areas, some of our favorite spots to, to be and play music. So while traveling along the beautiful Mississippi River, we uh, wrote Mississippi National, which is just intended to be a really fun, a, a really fun song. <laughs> so let's get into a fun song with Laura Farley. It's Mississippi National. Yeah. 
sail away. We may go the music and play. From St. Paul down to Baton Rouge with my little friend. And school's at two. Sun goes down New Orleans. Get on the back, get on the boat again. Mississippi National Lake. Mississippi National Lake. Mississippi National Lake. Mississippi National Lake. There's a trip down the Mississippi River, not too far from where Laura Farley and her husband Jim live. Mississippi National is the song. And who is your friend with the cool tattoos? Actually, <laughs> I've got so many friends with tattoos. <laughs> but um, I think that that was just kind of a fun lyric I came up with. Stacy probably comes to mind. He's got tattoos in our Ben, our drummer, Ben Rohde. He's got a sleeve on his arm, his whole arms uh, tattoos, which I think looks so cool on him. Neither Jim or myself have a single tattoo. <laughs> so, so I thought, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of a fun lyric and a fun uh, play on words. The Mississippi National Recreation Area, is that very far from you? I mean, I don't know well, how far down, I mean, well, how far is the Mississippi River from your house? Well, we actually live pretty close to the St. Croix River, which um, separates Wisconsin and Minnesota up here by the Twin Cities. But then um, the St. Croix connects into the Mississippi around Prescott and Hastings area, which is only 20 minutes from here, 30 minutes from here. And then uh, we follow that from Prescott all the way down to La Crosse. And of course, it keeps going from there. <laughs> so. Have you ever taken a riverboat ride? Yes, actually, Jim's brother lived on a houseboat on the Mississippi River in La Crosse. We spent quite a bit of time on his houseboat with him just every time we go down there to visit him. But um, we've never actually taken it all the way south as, um, as this song is kind of written about. It's just kind of a, a dream. <laughs> well, you'd have to have the whole boat to yourselves for the two of you and your four children, right? And, right, and of exactly. course, for their friends and their partners. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, I'm very eager to share some more of your music. Again, you haven't been into the studio to put together a finished recording yet for High and Rising. You're just gearing up for that, and you're getting into the process of recording for your new group. So, folks, you may notice that some of the recordings we have today are not completely ready for release. They'll get there, particularly as the limitations of the time of COVID-19 relents, and it's easier to get into the studio. Yep. <laughs> yep. All of these recordings, they're all just live, Jim and I, with not being edited or anything like that. So one of them is in our living room. One of them, uh, Mississippi National, we actually recorded in our camper van. <laughs> so, yeah, we uh, just kind of wherever we're hanging out that day, I guess. <laughs> do you ever have your kids perform with you? Do they do any music? Great question. We Jim has... Uh, they make me a Mother's Day video each year. So uh, we have performed a little bit with that. Um, I think we've got maybe 10 Mother's Day videos now of uh, that Jim has had the kids sing, write songs and perform songs. <laughs> and uh, he usually surprises me on Mother's Day uh, with that. But um, my oldest boy, he can play piano. He plays trumpet and he's a beautiful singer. Um, and then uh, my... 12-year-old, he is a drummer, 
And uh, then the youngest two are six and four. So they kind of like to play it, bang on everything. They pick up a ukulele and play that for a little bit. And then they get tired of that and move over to the drums. And our house um, is pretty littered in instruments in every room, so, <laughs> including a baby grand piano in the living room and a full drum set in the living room. <laughs> so <laughs> they have lots of opportunity. Well, I'd love to have the 2020 equivalent of the Carter family be the Farley family. That yes. would be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we would love that, too. <laughs> they don't like to practice as much as we'd like them to, of course. But <laughs> Well, maybe that was the hidden purpose of COVID, to keep your kids from doing other things so that they could learn and so they could master their instruments. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Let's get going into another song by High and Rising, the duo composed of Jim and Laura Farley. What's next? Sure. So the next song is called Moth Song. This is a, a fun bluegrass style uh, song that we play at as fast as uh, we can, usually, when we're performing it. And uh, we call this our burner. We get Jim's fingers really burning <laughs> um, throughout this one. But this one, actually, my my uh, 12-year-old son, he helped me write the lyrics to this one with a question that he was wondering if butterflies, if they flew at night, would they follow the light like moths do? And I assumed that they would. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't answer every question my kids ask, but I can write a song about it. <laughs> Well, folks, try and keep up with the lyrics as Laura Farley sings along at full speed along with Jim's blazing guitar on Moth Song.
Farley's response to her son when he asked if butterflies flew at night, she said that a butterfly would chase after the same flickering light. So there is wisdom amongst parents. (laughs) That's what it proves. And there's also bluegrass among parents, as you can hear from that self-described style of Jim and Laura Farley's music, which they also said is folk Americana. You can find them by their brand new website, highandrising.net, but also at merryweathersmusic.com. But Jim and Laura could easily create another website tomorrow because, after all, they are website designers and they do that for many people. How much of your time goes to that? Does it drain your time that you need to be spending on writing and recording more songs? <laughs> well, we feel extremely blessed that we are able to work from home and it's our own business. So we definitely put a lot of hours into the web design business. And um, Jim is actually the primary web designer and creator of the the websites i go out and sell the websites to small businesses and work with them and i project manage as wives are usually pretty good at keeping their husbands on track with uh, projects <laughs> so that's my role in the business and we work from home so we're able to spend a ton of time with our kids and work at night if we need to and really make our own hours and our own schedules so we have an abundance of flexibility and it's uh things have been pretty great for us in that regard have you been in the river falls area for a long time is this home for you uh we've been here for 10 years and uh jim actually grew up in sparta wisconsin and i grew up in southeastern wisconsin in a little town called salem and just so you know i grew up in the oconomowoc wisconsin area Oh, okay and i'm sure you can place where that is too since it's near your old stomping grounds so let's have another song by Laura Farley for today's Song of the Soul. Next up is... So the next song is actually a cover song by um, probably our most influential band, The Grateful Dead. Um, Jim and I actually cover quite a few Grateful Dead songs throughout our sets. And um, so we figured we should probably throw one into the mix here. Um, but this is Shakedown Street, which is a really fun song that we always like to pull out. I believe that the Grateful Dead came out with that in 1978. When did you debut it on stage? (laughs) Great question. Boy, when did we debut this on stage? Probably, I think Jim and I have been playing this one for a few years, uh, mostly around campfires with friends. (laughs) um, Yeah, I, I guess I can't recall the first time we played it on stage, but... Yeah, that's a tough question. <laughs> My memories got me there. <laughs> Do you happen to know where Shakedown Street is in which city? You know, there's a street in Mineral Point in southwestern Wisconsin called Shake Rag Street. But Shakedown Street, I don't have any idea where that one is. I actually don't either. I guess if I had to guess, I would think maybe San Francisco or something, knowing the Grateful Dead. But I, I don't know that for sure. <laughs> 
We're launching right into it. The song is Shakedown Street, and it's by The Grateful Dead, released in 1978. But it's here performed by Jim and Laura Farley, together known as High and Rising. Here is Shakedown Street.
There's a cover of the Grateful Dead song, Shakedown Street, performed by High and Rising. That's Jim and Laura Farley. And I'm not positive, Laura, but that's the first time I think I heard Jim's voice in your songs. Usually it's all Laura when it's voice. Yeah. Yep. Jim's Jim's doing more and more harmonies all the time. We are working on strengthening that part of our duo for sure. It's uh, <laughs> He's a little bit bashful when it comes to the microphone. <laughs> Not shy at all with the guitar, but the microphone, he's a little bit bashful. <laughs> so we are working on that. Where did you record that song? Is it one in your camper or your garage or wh- where did you actually record it? Yep. That one was right in our living room. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing the studio versions of your music, too. As I said, I don't think that most of these songs capture your voice to the full beauty that your voice actually has. Because, you know, when you're just in the old living room, depending on very simple mic setup, it's not easy to get the perfect acoustics to capture both Jim's wonderful guitar and your wonderful voice. Though I was wondering if you two were the only people playing on that song, though. Yes, we are. Yeah. Again, I think it's time to bring the kids in <laughs> and have the Farley family band going to. Yeah. <laughs> in the meantime, we have enough time here for just one more song for your Song of the Soul. How are we going to conclude your Song of the Soul? Sure. This is our uh, our most recent song that uh, we just wrote in April. This was written about our current situation and the current pandemic that conditions that we're in. Um, and it's called In the Dark. And oh, and actually one note about this song is um, we just became a finalist in the um, Great River Folk Festival singer-songwriter competition with this song. So we're moving on to the finalist round and this song is what brought us there. And I want to recommend that people do check out the Great River Folk Fest. That's, again, Great River Folk Fest. That's what their website says. It's in La Crosse, Wisconsin, each year at the end of August. I've been at it several years, and they've got such wonderful musicians, and they've also got other arts and crafts and food. So I'm not at all surprised that amongst the 2020 finalists they have as part of the festival are Jim and Laura Farley, that is to say the duo called High and Rising, website highandrising.net. The links are on northernspiritradio.org. In the Dark is going to be part of that competition. So please, folks, remember to check out Great River Folk Fest. We've got several recordings for Song of the Soul of past years, which actually originated from the Folk Fest. And just remember also to check out Jim and Laura. And Laura, thank you so much for taking this time, sharing your back deck of your house with us, and for sharing your wonderful songs. And I look forward to your first release within a few months, God willing, and The Creek Don't Rise, coming out by early autumn 2020. Hopefully, yeah, we're working on it. (laughs) Hopes and prayers will do it. Yes. (laughs) So here is In the Dark by High and Rising. Enjoy yourself, and we'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. Oh, I've learned to walk slow in the dark. Oh, in the hands of the smile.
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.